Hello, my brothers and sisters, and welcome to Contemplicate, where I hope that today you can come to know Jesus a little bit better through grammar and by studying the gospel. Um, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. Let us entrust our time together to Mom, may that she may be fruitful. Heal Mary, full of grace, the Lord is Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. So I have four little stories about best grammar to begin with. Um, my youngest, June, is three, and she is very attached to uh, her mama. And one time, uh, my wife was holding a friend's baby. And June came running up and grabbed onto her leg and said, My mama! And she was saying to that little baby, That's not your mama, that's my mama. And the word my is uh, is so key. Um, it's, it's called possessive, meaning there's ownership there. Now, if my wife had looked at her and said, You're not my daughter, to, to June, that would have been so hurtful, right? So, my, when you say my son or my daughter or my friend, you would also expect the other person to say my friend. It's, it. I have some ownership or a relationship with you and you have ownership or relationship with with me. So, you, you could, can't say my son to somebody who also can't look at you and say my father. There, there's a personal relationship and ownership there. And story number two, when the apostles say to Jesus, Master, teach us how to pray. The first two words are the most important in the whole prayer. Jesus says, Our Father. That's almost blasphemy in, in the Old Testament. Um, in the Old Testament, God is, is referred to as, you know, the Mighty One, the Holy One, the Great One. Uh, El Shaddai was the Almighty. But Jesus teaches us to call God our Father. Whoa, if you were, if you were introducing your parents to a friend, you wouldn't say, oh, this is our Father. No, you'd say, this is my Father. Not, it's not your Father, but... But Jesus doesn't do that. He says, our Father. What does that mean? That puts us on the same level as Jesus. That makes Jesus our brother, and that makes us sons and daughters of God. I mean, that's that's shocking. That we can call the creator of the universe our Father. It reveals that God wants us to be his sons and daughters. He wants to make us part of of the divine family. Story number three is in the um, Genesis, the first word we get for God, um, the original word is Elohim. Elohim. And we just translate that as as God. Um, but it's used a lot in the Bible, and it refers specifically kind of to God as the creator, the creator God. And the, anytime you see the word El, uh, it, it refers to God. Well, 
Elohim is used probably, I don't know, a thousand times or something in the Old Testament. But on the cross, Jesus uses a word, uses a word for God that is used maybe no other time in the Bible. And if at all, it's one time in the psalm that Jesus is quoting from. And so Jesus is, is hanging on the cross. He's almost about to die. And though Jesus never loses his divinity, never loses his sight that God is faithful, his Father is faithful to him, in his humanity, he feels forsaken. All is lost. And he cries out, Eloi, Eloi, Lamak Sabachthani, which is to say, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus takes the word Elohim and he makes it possessive. It's not God the Creator, it's my God, my Creator, my Creator, why have you forsaken me? There's ownership there. Story number four is Jesus rises from the dead and Mary Magdalene, who loves him so much, is comes to the tomb and Jesus is gone and she weeps. And she's crying out because the, the only thing she had left, Jesus was dead, but the body has been taken from her. The only thing she had left, his dead body, has been taken. And she sees a gardener there and she talks to him and she doesn't recognize it as Jesus. And then Jesus says to her, Mary. And Mary cries out, Rabboni, Rabuni. That word Rabuni comes from the word rabbi, which is a very common word, meaning master or, or teacher. So anytime in, in the scriptures where you, you see the word master or teacher, what would have actually been spoken was the word rabbi. Now the word Rabun would have been great teacher or great master. But and that would have uh, was only used for the head, like the Jewish Pope, the head of the Sanhedrin. The, so almost like how we would we would call a bishop, Your Excellency. It, it was reserved only for the highest. But the word Rabboni or Rabuni, that e at the end, just like Eloi, is possessive, meaning my Excellency it evokes that there's a relationship there. There's an ownership. Okay. So let's look at, let's look at the gospel. And let's ask the Holy Spirit to enlighten our hearts and our minds. Come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of thy faithful and enkindle in them the fire of thy love. Let's close our eyes and let's see Jesus walking down a road followed by a huge crowd walking down the road. And on the side of the road is Bartimaeus, a blind man who is begging. And on hearing that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have pity on him. And the people around him rebuke him and they tell him, shush, be quiet, quit yelling, quit making all that noise, you poor blind beggar. But Jesus stops and he says, call him. So they call the blind man saying to him, take courage, get up. Jesus is calling you. He throws aside his clothes, 
he springs up and he comes to Jesus. And Jesus says to him in reply, What do you want me to do for you? And the blind man replied to him. In our translation it says, Master, I want to see. But what he actually said was, Rabunai, I want to see. The only other time in the Bible that the word Rabuni is used, other than Mary Magdalene, is here with the blind beggar. And Jesus simply says to him, Go your way. Your faith has saved you. But I think Jesus was, was somewhat shocked, overjoyed at the use of the blind man's Rabuni, my excellency, my great teacher. The Father, the Holy Spirit, must have revealed to Bartimaeus what the good news was about, that Jesus comes to be possessed by us. And so, just by that one word, Rabuni, Jesus comes to know of this man's great faith. And so he doesn't say, I heal you. He doesn't say, I save you. He says, go your way, your faith has saved you. And notice he doesn't even say, your faith has healed you. He says, your faith has saved you. Immediately he received his sight and followed him on the way. How much, how effective our prayers are is related to how much faith we have in the willingness of God to listen to us like a father, like a brother. Jesus longs for you to say, my Jesus, to know that he didn't come for all of humankind in general. He came for you. He died on the cross for you. He desires to be known by you. He desires for you to say, my Jesus, and him to say, my son or my daughter, my sister or my brother, my. So pray today, my Jesus, I want to see. And finish that sentence. What do you want to see? My Jesus, I want to see how much you love me. My Jesus, I want to see how you didn't come to save just anyone. You came to save me. You love me. God bless you.